Lions, Bengals, and Bears, none of my guys scared. Chase rumbling, any one of them guys there. Wayne Young and he hungry, I pray we patient with him. I pray he leave with some money, I pray he leave with his health. Yeah, uh, the physical and mental. The thing I like about football is that stats kill opinions. This rap shit, I lick the niggas, I ain't about to knock it. This whole summer, I was buying all the winter product. And I tried being peaceful, but my peace was getting bothered. So no doubt we got them eagles. We go Carson Wentz, Stefani. Okay, 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 okay. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode 142 of Electrified. I'm your host, Eric Lyons. Man, I got a good show. I mean, not good. I mean, good. A good show for you today, man. I I don't know. I, you know what I mean? I, let's, I mean, I just want to get right into it. Like, I don't even want to introduce it. Like, it's episode 142. Alright, it's fight week Tomorrow's fight day Saturday night is fight night I haven't talked to y'all all week A lot has happened Okay, uh, make sure you go check out the YouTube today I got a nice drop on there Do that, but right now Let's get right into business, man Let's get right into it You already know what time it is Canelo Alvarez Billy Joe Saunders Man, let's do it Let's do it, let's talk about it, man Let's talk about it. It's time. It's time. It really is. It's fight time, baby. It's fight time. Uh, you know, talk is cheap. Talk is cheap. But talk is cheap. That's the theme of the episode today. Not just the title. Not just because of Canelo and Billy. It's a lot of go. It's a lot going on. We're going to get to that. But let's talk about this first. So let's start with the drama. Billy Joe Saunders and his people. Have been making up all types of excuses all week. I mean, excuse on top of excuse on top of excuse. And when excuses are made like that during fight week, either y'all scared or y'all scared. Like that's it. That's the, like when, we, when you when you make so many excuses, it's like oh man. I, this ain't right, this ain't right, that ain't right. You scared. You scared. You scared. Imagine that. You in middle school. Let's say you in middle school. Because I think, I mean, people fight in high school. But I feel like when I got to high school, I, I thought I was too grown to fight. Honestly. I wasn't interested in that. Now, middle school, yeah, I was I was ready for the I was ready for the work. I was. I, I, was, I was looking for the smoke. So let's say you in middle school. Let's say... You so mad at this person Y'all schedule a fight Y'all sanction a fight This used to happen back in the day At my middle school Shout out to everybody who went to Parkville Middle If you're listening We would They would schedule fights at the flagpole outside the school That was our MGM Grand That was our T-Mobile Arena So let me tell you this Let, let, me, let me take you back Let's say it's 11 2011 I'm so mad at you I scheduled a fight with you at the flagpole Meet me at meet me at the flagpole, three fifteen, Friday afternoon, and you talking about, oh, why you gotta meet me at the flag? Why the flagpole? Why the flagpole? Why can't we do it in the middle field? Why can't we do it in the circle field in, in front of the school in the bus loop? What's wrong with the flagpole? That's what everybody doing that. That's what we've been doing it at. Ain't nothing new. Why you want a bigger space? Why, why, why you want to go in the field? What you want to do in the field? What you got planned for me? What you trying to get into? 
You don't want to fight the flagpole. You want to fight in the field. Then it's why at 315? Why at 315? Why we got to fight at that time? Why can't we fight a little earlier? No, 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 no. I think you want the teachers to be out there to stop it. We're going to fight when they ain't even out there yet. I want you out there early. I want you out there a little late. You know what I mean? Like, come on, man. You're scared. You don't want to do it. So that's how I'm looking at Billy Joe Saunders in his camp. You know, they say the ring is too small. I've never heard that before. And that, and what we've seen on Triller, with those, that's a small ring. He's been fighting in 20-foot rings his career, like his whole career. I don't understand what's, what, what the problem is. Come on, man, with the ring. I don't want to hear that. They say the ring is too small. They say the judges are all American, and that's a problem. Fam, even Canelo was like, yo, I'm not from here either. What are you saying? They're not Mexican, they're American. I'm not, I'm not from here. I just fight here. Come on. Come on. Then there's some other stuff. So, one... Y'all want that ring bigger because you know that boy Billy Joe Saunders is about to be running for his life. Y'all know that. That boy about to be on the run this weekend, I'm telling you. Two, like I said, Canelo even said it. Like, dude, I'm not from here. I just fight here. Like, you know, I'm Mexican. I'm not American. I'm not from Dallas. I'm not from Texas. I'm from Guadalajara, Mexico. Come on. Come on. Now, I will say this. Texas judges... They rubbed me the wrong way. So I understand the concern. If there really is some. If there really is some concern, I understand. Because Texas judges are shysty as hell. I don't trust them at all. But that just means you better go in there and try to put that man in front of you to sleep. That's it. That's it. You you, you don't go in there and try to pity pat, win on points. And if you try that, you better make it look convincing most uh as convincing as possible because the Texas judges are suspect but you better not leave it up to them that's it and that's all you better go in there and be convincing as possible you better try to make it look like yo I at no point in this fight that I slip up or get dominated in any round if you if you leave it up to the judges judges you better make it look decisive you better make it look clear and evident because if you don't it's a toss-up. You never know in Dallas. And that goes for either fighter. That goes for either fighter. You never know in Dallas, bro. In Texas, period. You never know. So you better go in there with the intentions of, I'm going to put this dude to sleep. Simple as that. It's been an interesting back and forth because Canelo is usually the quiet guy. But he's been barking a lot this week. He's been barking. In English, too. In English. I mean, I'm talking clear as day. You can hear what he's saying. All right. I mean, he walked past the Saunders camp yelling out things I cannot repeat on this family friendly show. This is a PG 13 show. Things he was saying was rated R. I won't repeat it here. I won't even play the clip of the audio of what he said. It was, it was foul for this show. I, you know what I mean? I, I may have been excited about it on Twitter, but that's different. That's a different environment, you know. I can't do that here. Eh, no, 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 no. On the flip side, Billy Joe Saunders, so he's been hanging around Tyson Fury, 
And he's been doing nothing but clowning all week. Like, at the press conference, he acts like he's going in for the handshake. Canelo ain't even paying him no mind. So he, like, jabbed him with his hand. Canelo put his fist up like, dog, I'm not touching you. You crazy? It's COVID time, and I don't even, I don't rock with you like that. So then he put his fist up and then, like, moved it into, I'm like, come on, dog. He's a clown. He's a clown. I don't like him. I don't like him. I'm sorry, bro. I do not like this guy. I don't. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. Um, he's been doing nothing but clowning all week. He missed the initial face-off. He was flexing on the ground. He was watching Scarface. All right, by the way, they put Scarface back on Netflix if you did not know that. I feel like that's crucial information that everybody should know. Um, you know, then he showed up to the second face-off and that retired-ass Versace robe. By the way, you wear that robe. It's been proven. It's a proven fact. Your next fight, the fight is not. You're not going to be success successful. You can ask Conor McGregor. You can ask Jorge Masvidal that y'all got to stop wearing that robe, bro. Y'all got to stop. That's that's an L. It's cursed. We know that's cursed. Um, I didn't know he was such a. I didn't know he was that much of an entertainer. I didn't. You can tell he watched a lot of Floyd as a kid, a lot of Muhammad Ali. Um, because you know that's who he wants to be. He tries to give us Rory Jones type energy in the ring too. I watched some film on him. I can tell, like you know, he's there to entertain the fans and you know put on a show while doing it. You know that's fine. You know that's the type of style you fight. But I don't see any fun and games tomorrow night. I don't see any fun and games. I don't. I think he has to be. As focused and as serious as possible Because this right here is for all the marbles, bro This is the biggest fight he's been in On the biggest stage For the biggest prizes And you know, it's it's gotta be all business tomorrow It has to be So let's get to business And look at the tail of the tape So let's start off with Billy Joe Saunders He's 30 and 0 14 knockouts He's 31 years old He stands at 5'11 With a, with a 70 inch reach He's a southpaw he holds the WBO Super Middleweight Championship with notable wins over Chris Eubank Jr., David Lemieux, and Martin Murray. He's fought at light heavyweight before. Um, he's beaten who they put in front of him. That's all I can say. He's beaten who they, you know, who they line up in front of him. Over the years, I've criticized guys, you know, at this level for their um, their track record. And their resume And It's easy to, to do that But I understand this politics I understand the sport But At the same time You look at a guy like Canelo Or somebody like Floyd They fought everybody Everybody And guys today They aren't doing that They aren't doing that anymore So yeah I don't Some of these undefeated records Don't hold any weight To me Because who have you fought? Who have you fought? Who have you fought? Um, we're back to Billy Joe Saunders. His last two KO wins came four years apart. So I'm looking at, does he have the power to put Canelo down? Down will be the question. Because I don't know if he wins a boxing match. I don't know if he wins on points. I don't know if he can outbox Canelo. I don't know if he can move around, you know, keep moving. I don't know. I don't know. That's hard to say. But... Will he knock him out? I don't think so. 
His knockouts come four years apart. One in 2015 and the other in 2019. He can fight, man. He can fight. I'm not taking that away from him. He can definitely fight, and he can move. Um, he has, you know, good movement. Um, he can make guys miss. He's, he has, you know, nice hand speed. He, he's not a bad fighter. You know, Canelo admitted, you know, it's going to be a difficult fight because of the style, but Canelo will say that before every fight, man. Canelo be bluffing, bro. Canelo be bluffing. Bluffing. Um, but he hasn't fought anyone who could even simulate the type of movement he'll be seeing tomorrow. You can't hit what you can't see or what you can't catch. You know what I mean? You can't hit what you can't touch, and you can't touch what you can't hit. So, this is like, bro, are you gonna are you gonna be able to corner the ring off? You know, cut the ring off and find Canelo. That's the, that's the problem. That, can you solve that puzzle? Is the question. Can you solve that puzzle? Um, and you know that remains to be seen. So you look on the flip side at Canelo Alvarez, who is fifty one, fifty five one and two with thirty seven knockouts. He's thirty years old. He stands at five eight with a seventy inch. Reach. He is currently the WBA and WBC super middleweight champion of the world. He's used to fighting taller opponents. This is not his first rodeo with a guy taller than him. I'm surprised the reach advantage uh, for Saunders is only one inch, being so he's tall. He looked he looked little size. He had a, he's got a little size on him, especially compared to Canelo. He he does have a little size on him. Um, so, but once again, Canelo was used to fighting bigger guys. This is, this is not new to him. So I don't think size is going to be a factor in this fight at all. Um, you know, I think that Billy Joe Saunders is going to get a wake up call. And like I said, he won't be able to do that showboating and, you know, playing to the crowd that he's used to. I don't think he's going to be able to afford that. I don't think at any point in the fight, will he find the opportunity to do so? It's going to have to be early, like within the first two rounds when ain't nothing going on, if, you know, during the fill up rounds. But when we get no if we if we even get to. But when we talk about those middle rounds closer to the championship rounds, I don't think it's going to be any of that. I think this is going to be a serious fight. It's going to be a chess match. It's going to be very cerebral, cerebral. Both of these guys aren't they're not dumb. Both of these guys are smart. Like I said, man, Billy Joe Saunders, he knows how to box. He does, and he, he knows what he's getting in the ring with. I, I truly believe that he knows the type of opponent that he's getting in the ring with, and I think he knows that this guy isn't like, he's no slouch, man. It's Canelo Alvarez. He's the pound-for-pound pound king. He's the best of the business. He knows what he's getting there in the ring with. So the type of energy that he brings to the ring tomorrow should be the complete opposite of what he's shown in the past and what he's shown all week. You know, I don't think it should be all, any fun and games tomorrow night at all, at all. Um, you know, I go back to the press conference um, from Wednesday, and he's in there with shades on. You never look a man in his face with your shades on. You never do that. I don't know. Might be a little scared to me, man. Look a little, he looked a little scared to me. A little shaky up there. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, so let me give my prediction. I think this is a quick night. I don't think it's gonna be as quick as last fight February, but I don't think this is going the distance. Um, I think that Canelo slows him down early, and we get a seventh round knockout. I think Canelo finishes him. He's gonna knock him out. 
I think he, you know, he said that. I, I, I really believe he meant that. He usually doesn't call a shot like that, but I think he's going to knock this man out. So I'm going Canelo Alvarez with a knockout in the seventh. I'm excited for it. And y'all know, y'all know I don't pay for fights. Y'all know that. Y'all know I don't pay for fights. But I ordered the zone. I, I, I ordered the zone, man. I, hey, I got a month of it. I get to see the Haney fight this month, too. Hey, man, I don't want no mishaps. I'm not searching for no links. I'm not sending no links out. No, I don't got it tonight. I don't got the link tonight. I got I got the 1999. That's what I got. Y'all, y'all better do the same. All right? That's all I got for that. That's all I got for that. Now, let's talk about what we saw yesterday. Now, when I prepared for this segment a couple of days ago, this is before the mayhem and the melee took place down in Miami. So let's start there. Let's just start. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get before we get to the mayhem in Miami. Let's just talk about Floyd Mayweather versus Logan Paul for what it is. Let's just talk about that. Granted, I do agree with the sentiment that exhibition fights are bad for the sport. I do. You guys have you guys know I've been adamant on that since the YouTubers got into the sport. I don't like exhibition fights. I don't. I hate them. I hate them. I do, I do think they're bad for the sport. I think that they make it they make us look laughable as diehard fans. I think outside looking in, casual fans are looking like what the hell is going on in the world of boxing. I think that it makes the sport look easily accessible. I think it's disrespectful to the up-and-comers and and the guys before, you know, the legends beforehand. I do think that. But don't everyone all jump on Floyd and say, this is bad for boxing. Don't just single him out. Don't just don't just make this an isolated event. Because let's not do that, man. Let's not do that. That's not fair at all. Because when old ass Mike and Roy was had that little exhibition, nobody said it was bad for the sport. Correct me if I'm wrong. Nobody came out and said, yo, this is bad for the sport. Y'all wanted to see it. Y'all wanted to see it. Y'all wanted to see it. It was an exhibition. It was not a real fight, but y'all paid for it. Apparently, y'all paid and wanted to see it. So, when you talk about Floyd doing this with Logan Paul, it looks nuts. It does. But don't don't sit there and say, this is killing the sport. Don't do that. Floyd gave y'all the first big boxing versus UFC crossover event. And y'all been trying to replicate that for the last three years. Let's be real. Let's be real. So now Floyd is getting in the exhibition game like everybody else. And oh, now what's a problem? Come on, man. Keep that same energy for everybody. Keep that same energy for everybody. Let's be real. Let's be real. Let's be real. Because had it been any other professional boxer, y'all wouldn't have cared. I believe that. I believe that. How can y'all be calling for professional boxers to get in the ring with the Paul brothers? 
because y'all want them to, you know, y'all want to see them get shut up. But when one of them do, the best does it, now it's a problem. Come on, man. Come on. Just say y'all don't like Floyd. Because at the end of the day, that's all it comes from. Y'all hate that man, and I don't know why. I don't know why y'all hate him. Y'all do. Y'all do. These fights are only bad for the casuals because they don't know that there are real big fights happening like the one we got tomorrow night. Real up-and-comers. Real things going on. They don't know about the summer of boxing that Showtime's putting on, Top Rank's putting on, The Zone's putting on. They don't know about that stuff, and that's on them. They have to go find it. They have to go find it. It's not our fault that they are limited to what's going on in casual land. That's not my fault. But I am here to teach you about that. That's why I encourage people to listen to my podcast, especially when I talk about boxing. Because you'll learn something, and that'll turn you on. My guy, Angelo, he's one of the biggest boxing fans I know now. He was not that guy last year. But I made sure, you know, we, we, we I send him stuff on social media. I'm putting him on with different fighters. And he does the same for me when it comes to UFC. Educate people, man. That's all you got to do. The information is right there. The information is right there. But as a diehard fan, you guys know I can't stand the exhibition era that we're in right now. I can't. But I don't think it will kill the sport. Boxing is killing itself by overpolluting the ranks with belts, terrible judges, politics with promoters, and TV networks. The sport has been self-inflicting wounds on itself. So don't try to hang Floyd out the dry for something that y'all, the media, has been encouraging. Come on. Let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk about it, bro. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Y'all don't want to talk about this. Y'all don't want to talk about how the WBC got 50 belts that don't mean nothing. How, how... Tyson and um, Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua Every other week They about to sign contracts Ain't no fight getting made yet You want to talk about something that's killing the sport That right there is killing the sport We can't even get the fights we want We can't get the big fights we want So these are the big fights we're getting We're getting big exhibition fights How the hell can Floyd and Logan Paul Come to terms with, with Come to terms Get a venue, a date before Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury. What does that tell you about the sport of boxing? What does that tell you? Come on, let's talk about this, man. Let's talk about this. Y'all think y'all think this killing the sport? Y'all think this killing the sport? Let's have a conversation. What's going on with Ryan Garcia? I don't know. What's going on with the man's mental? I'm not here to talk about that. I don't touch a mental health situations. But this man just pulled out of a fight. With no repercussions. At all. And it's like, oh, okay. And everybody's just alright with it. That man was in Hawaii chilling with his girl. But he's supposed to be somewhere getting right. Come on, dog. What are we doing here? What are we doing here? You want to talk about what's bad for the sport? Let's talk about the judges last weekend in the Chris Areola and Andy Ruiz fight. Come on, dog. They gave Areola three rounds, and he dropped Ruiz. He was in the fight the whole fight. You want to talk about what's killing boxing? 
Come on, man. Come on. Let's have a conversation. Boxing is killing boxing. Floyd ain't killing it. The Paul brothers ain't killing it. Exhibitionists ain't killing it. Boxing is killing boxing. And it doesn't have to be that way because there's so much good in the sport right now. So much greatness in the sport right now. But the negatives are outweighing the positives. And it's just like you cannot pin this all on what Floyd is doing with the Paul brothers. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. So I have been very hard on the Triller events. But in hindsight, I shouldn't be. I shouldn't be. Because look at how they look at how they're doing it. With every exhibition fight, it's a couple real event, uh, a couple real bouts. You look at what's going on with Triller. You got a lightweight title fight, Van Holyfield's on the card in an exhibition match. All right, so the main event, what everybody's supposed to be there to see, is a big lightweight title fight. The attraction is the Holyfield McBride. You look at the Floyd card. Floyd versus Logan Paul. But on that card, you have Jared Hurd, young up and coming, a young former titleist from uh, PB, PG County. Love Jared Hurd. You got Badu Jack versus John, Jean Pascal, too. Another legit fight. But also on that card, you have Chad Johnson supposed to make his debut. It's a fun card, but there's real boxing involved. Floyd did the same thing when he fought, fought McGregor on that undercard. Tank was on that undercard. There were real boxing matches on that undercard. So boxing is still being displayed. People can come for the foolishness, come for the circus, but you got to stay for the seriousness because it's there. Real boxing will be displayed. Real boxing will be displayed on these cards. So let's so you got to stop looking at this stuff at face value and just take it for what it is. It's entertainment, bro. It's entertainment. Me as a diehard boxing fan, I know what's going on. And it's not on us to think about what casuals think. Who cares what they think? They don't care about this sport. They don't care about it like us. They'll see the clip of the what happened yesterday and keep scrolling and forget all about it. Is what it is. Is what it is, bro. We gotta we gotta stop feeling so you know strongly and negatively about this stuff because it's all entertainment. It's all it is. Now let's talk about the melee in Miami. Dog, I don't think any of that was staged. Saw a lot of people saying that. Once again, I think if you think yesterday was staged, y'all don't know Floyd like that. Cause that's that's not really how Floyd rolled. That's not he'll promote a fight. He'll get you to buy the fight, but not like that. He ain't I've never seen him get that mad like that. Like nah. Nah, he ain't never run after nobody. And I've seen dudes do much worse than taking his hat, like, in his face. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's not how Floyd do his fight, promotes his fights. That, yesterday, that looked like some, some, it got real. It looked like Grand Rapids, Michigan was, that was, that was that Floyd y'all got yesterday. A lot of y'all don't know that, man. That man ain't from Vegas. That boy is from Grand Rapids, Michigan. He is from the hood. All right? Don't get it twisted. I feel like Jake Paul 
I think both of the Paul brothers are asses. I do. I don't like either of them. But I think that Logan Paul is the more cooler-headed one, level-headed one. And I don't I don't know. This could be I could be totally wrong in in misjudging these two clowns, but I think that Jake Paul is the worst of the two. I I don't I think that Logan is the lesser of two evils and I don't think that he wanted his brother to act like that yesterday. I think Logan Paul knows the type of situation he's in. This is he's getting a bag, a free bag from Floyd Mayweather. He knows what's going on here. He knows the opportunity he has and he knows what's going on. And I don't think he wants Jake Paul to be ruining anything for him. You know what I mean? I was just surprised that the entire money team didn't stomp him out because that's what I expected to happen. And I didn't think Floyd was going to get over there to him so fast. And then the second time he got loose, that boy Jake Paul had the fear of God already instilled. And did y'all, did y'all see his eyes, bro? He looked like the Reaper was coming. He saw it looked like he saw the Reaper coming. That boy was genuinely afraid, man. And I think that's what happens when it gets too real. It got too real real quick. Yeah, I don't think I don't think any of that was staged, bro. I don't. I don't. I could be wrong. But like I said, I, I I've known and watched Floyd for years. That's not how he go about promoting his business. Not at all. Not at all. Like, think about it. Him and McGregor, that never got like that. And they genuinely didn't like each other. That never got like that. It got, there was a point on fight day. And nobody would have seen this had it not been for Showtime on the All Access. Because I didn't even know about it until I watched the All Access. I didn't even see it on social media. Him and McGregor's people got into it. Him and McGregor, they got into it going into T-Mobile Arena. That wasn't to promote the fight. The fight was already promoted. People's asses was in seats. Pay-per-views were ordered already. That was legit. Yo, stop playing with me. And I think that's what we got yesterday. Because think about where that happened at. It didn't happen in front of the media outside in the stadium. It would if 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 it, if this would have happened on stage, I could see where y'all could be like, yeah, that was that was fake. But dog, this looked like this was they were heading back. And they got just got a little real. That's it. That's it. I can tell you a lot of y'all really don't be knowing what y'all talking about, but it's okay because I'm gonna educate the people the best I can. That's all I can do is try to educate the people. That's it. That's all I can do. Um, let's see, let's see. Yeah, man. So you know, that's I think that's all I got for the boxing portion of the show. Let's move into some football. Let's talk about, let's see, let's see. All right, let's talk about this Jawan James situation. Because this right here is interesting. So Broncos offensive tackle Jawan James signed a four-year, $51 million, $32 million guaranteed contract that came along with a guaranteed $12 million signing bonus. He's due $10 million in salary this year, but things are up in the air right now. So he tore his Achilles during an off-season workout and will be out indefinitely. Due to the fact that his injury happened away from the team, away from team facilities, excuse me, the Broncos don't have to honor the salary. They can they can even they can void his contract and they can even recoup the his, his signing bonus. 
Now, I understand the frustration. Uh, 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 I'm sorry. I understand the frustration of the players around the league. It's like, dog, I'm trying to get right, you know, and I got hurt. That's not a punishable act. It's not like he was in the club and tripped over a bottle girl and tore his joint. Bro, he was just working out. That's literally, literally all he was doing. Like, come on. What are these guys supposed to do? Are not supposed to work out now? Because you look at it, I wouldn't. It's like, see all that OTAs, bro. I'm not, like, I can't even go to the gym. I can't even, I can't stay loose. Because I'm I'm afraid I can, I'm going to get hurt. And that's really true. We've seen guys in their seasons and training camp at practices. So, it's not uncommon that. You could do the same physical activity. Whatever workout you do at practice, you can get hurt there. And whatever workout, the same, you could do the same workout outside of that facility and, and, and get the same injury. So basically what you're saying is if this happened on Broncos on Broncos ground, it wouldn't be a problem. But being as though it happened outside of the Broncos facility, it's a problem. Okay. All right. Now let's 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 go back a couple years. Let's go back what, fifteen years? What was that? Oh five, oh six, with the Big Ben um accident. Big Ben damn near killed himself in a motorcycle accident, and I don't believe his money was touched. So if you compare that situation to this one, you look at the NFL because you look at the NFL funny because what the hell? If someone hurts themselves doing something they have no business doing, then okay, we can't rock with that. But if you hurt yourself doing a workout, I don't care where it is. It's, that's not right, bro. That is not right. That is not right. You cannot punish somebody because they got hurt trying to improve their game during the offseason. Or they're just trying to stay in shape during the offseason. You think the NFL or the Buccaneers would have voided Brady's contract when he was holding illegal workouts last offseason? Absolutely not. During the COVID, when COVID was, you know, serious, I guess, because apparently, guys, the pandemic is over, according to literally everybody. But last year, when we were in the midst of the lockdowns and the quarantines, Tom, you know, the NFL, there was supposed to be no in-person workouts. Nobody was supposed to be working out together. But Tom Brady somehow managed to be throwing balls around teammates, right? Nobody said anything. Now, what if Brady... Tore his um, knee up doing that. Y'all think they would have avoided his contract? No. No. On the flip side, I'm looking at the NFL PA like, fam, this is something that y'all obviously knew could happen. Like, like the NFL said, basically, y'all negotiate, y'all helped negotiate this allegedly, like, apparently. Um, and I don't think they expected it to actually happen. So there's no rebuttal from y'all that works in your favor. I've always looked at the NFLPA kind of sideways because these are guys, you know, the players that are supposed to be for the players, but it never seems like they are actually for the players. Um, it, it, it looks like they're scared to go against the NFL, especially with the CBA up in the air, but that's neither here nor there. The NFL is a business. We know that. If you hurt if you hurt yourself outside of your job, outside of your nine to five, they can't give you workers' comp, paid time off. More than likely, depending on your tenure at the company, they'll let you go. Right or wrong. 
I believe that if this happened to one of the stars in the league, you can name any of them, anybody big and in the league, their contract wouldn't be voided and they would be fine. I think this is all about status. I think because this is a, just a, a offensive tackle in Denver of all places, somebody that, you know, I think that they look at him like he's not high on our priority or on our totem pole. He's not known around the league. So we can do whatever we want in this situation. But then it's like, all right, you you can do that. But look who's barking. Pat Mahomes, Sean McCoy, Tariq Hill. These are guys that are in that division, by the way, not outside of Sean McCoy. But they're looking at this like, what the hell? What if it was me? What if it was me? Y'all think y'all think Pat would get his contract voided? Y'all think they would threaten to go take some of his money away from his pockets? I don't see that, bro. I do not see that. I also think the situation goes to show how expendable these players actually are. Depend once again, depending on who you are. That's why you know financial literacy. Is it, I, I feel like that's just such a big thing. All athletes, that should be a guaranteed class. Like a, for those that you know go to college to get to the NFL, they should there should be a mandatory fan, financial literacy course for those. Because you never know, you you can make it, you can make it to the league. But what you gonna do when you see that money? Y'all need that needs to be a financial liter. And matter of fact, don't even you don't even gotta do it in college. Do it. All the rookies should be. That should be a guaranteed class. Every rookie that come in, guaranteed class. And any vets who never had that, guaranteed class. They need to know that, bro. Because at any moment, it could be over. At any moment, it could be over. You never know, man. You never know. You never know. You never know. I think that's so important, man. These guys, they got to take care of their money, man. Because once it stops, it stops. And a lot of guys don't understand, bro. There's life after football. And everybody can't go be Tony Romo. Everybody can't go sign a, a mega bag with CBS. Everybody can't be Mike Vick, go sign a mega bag with Fox. That, it, it, who's, you know, everybody can't be like that. But, you know, media isn't for everybody. Media isn't for everybody. Everybody can't go start their own talk show, whatever. Be on ESPN. Be on NFL Network. Wherever the hell you, you choose to be. Everybody can't be Pat McAfee. So, you got a plan. You got a plan. You got a plan. I'm not saying don't enjoy it. Enjoy your bag, but make it work for you. Right? And the great words, in the words of the great Marshawn Lynch, man, protect your mental and protect your chicken. Period, man. Period. Um, I'm trying to think, man. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to make sure that's all I had. On this situation I mean but you think about it though it, it is It is messed up It really is messed up And I don't know is, Are other sports like this? I don't know I don't know Didn't Clay get hurt outside of the, I don't think he was at the team facility When he got hurt I'm not sure I would have to look that up But I don't think I really don't think it's like that in NBA Let's see all it takes is a, a quick Google. Um, what happens when a new player gets injured? 
this? I don't know. Let's see. Andrew Liz, blah, blah, blah. Okay, see? Alright, here we go. Alright, so it's similar to... Alright, so, like me, nothing. Most of the are fully guaranteed. Blah, 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 blah. Thus, unless a player is on the end of us, the time... Blah, 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 blah. Player still. So, basically, like... Alright, as long as said injury was sports-related and not sustained during activities specifically barred in the contract terms, so if they are still under contract at the time, they'll still be played. There are some contracts that aren't fully guaranteed. So... Bulls have been driving across Jay Rock and broke his leg. He wasn't licensed on a motorcycle. Oh, Crockett, a crotch, a crotch, rocket. So it made him required to pay his contract. Right, okay. Alright, so basically, it's a little it's a little different. So, like, yeah, if you're doing something you're not supposed to do, yeah, you gotta, you, you, you bucking. Let me get that, let me get that ball for you. But if you do it, if you're doing it in basketball activities, like, all right, we get it. All right, so, yeah, of course, NBA is always better in those situations. Um, Let's see, let's see. Oh, my God. It's time to put some people on the grill. Y'all like my grill sound? It's time to put some people on the grill. Who should I start with? Who should I start with? I'm going to start with Adam Scheffner. And then I'm going to get to you Ravens fans. Mr. Adam Scheffner. I told you last week. If it's not pen to paper. League business. I don't want to hear from you. If it's not official. Coming from the team directly I don't want to hear from you If you did not hear the words Come out of Said stories uh, Headliner's mouth I don't want to hear from you Ladies and gentlemen This man Adam Sheffield Admitted yesterday Yeah Admitted yesterday That not only did Aaron Rodgers and his team not leak the score story that came out? They didn't want this information out. He did not even know if all of this was true. Not only was his story half-ass, none of the information that he reported was new. This was all accumulative. He himself chose to break this news on draft day there were a lot of media outlets trying to blame and character assassinate Aaron Rodgers for ruining draft day for the kids who were drafted but the real villain here is who the media who Adam Scheffner this is why Aaron Rodgers and uh, who else? Jalen Ramsey and almost any any athlete hates the media. They're trash. They're slime balls. And I'm sad. See, I'm different. 
I'm not, I will never be like that. I'm completely different. I'm a straight shooter. If I don't know and you don't know, I'm not reporting that. I do my research. A lot of these guys don't do their due diligence. And it's a shame to see a guy like Adam Scheffner do that. Because how selfish and dumb can you be? Yeah, let me break the biggest story that I've had that might not be true. Today of all days. Like, come on, you're taken away from the draft. Nobody talked about the draft until it happened. And even during it, we were thinking about, oh, could could Rodgers be traded here? Could they could they be calling for the Packers here? If that story like why? You could have waited till after the draft. You waited till the most important day of the offseason to break this story. That wasn't even breaking news. That's trash, bro. That's trash reporting right there. That's awful. You should be ashamed of yourself. That's nasty. So he's walking back. He's been walking back things for the past 24 hours. Just walking back. Oh, I didn't know. It gets worse, though. It, it gets worse. Hold on. Let me Let me open Twitter up. It gets much worse. Adam Scheffner said many other journalists knew about the Aaron Rodgers situation. Well, why didn't anyone else break it then? That's crazy. If everybody supposedly knew about this, why didn't anybody say this before you? And why didn't nobody? Because after Adam Scheffner opened his big ass mouth, the floodgates opened up. Bro, it's been so many different stories. None of it makes sense anymore. That's why I'm not talking about Aaron Rodgers or the situation until it's all resolved. I told you guys my prediction on it last week, and that's where I'm standing on it. I haven't talked about it all week. I'm I'm at peace with it. Whatever happens, happens. But I don't believe anything that's been said. I don't believe the new report about him and GM talking about Goot calling him crap. None of this makes sense to me, and none of this feels like Aaron Rodgers. It doesn't. Don't give a damn what Brett Favre had to say. None of it makes sense to me. None of it makes sense to me. Now, this gets worse. This was yesterday. Adam Scheffner, back at it again. He said, Packers have begun exploring QBs. They can add to their roster for OTAs and training camp per sources. Jordan Love currently is the only other quarterback on the roster, but the team also faces uncertainty surrounding Aaron Rodgers. Packers quarterback searches include some veterans. Quote tweet. Now see this here? This is spinning the SHIT to make it sound worse than it really is. Let's go. Let's dig deeper into that, ladies and gentlemen. Let's dig deeper. Remember this tweet was yesterday, right? He tweeted this yesterday like it was brand new news and like it was news at all. Hold on. Let me find the tweet so I can read it word for word so y'all can understand how trash this is. Oh, my God. Where did it go? Oh, man. Where did it go? Where did it go? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm finding it. I'm finding it. Because this is crazy, bro. This is actually insane. Here's here's the thing, bro. Are y'all ready? Goot said that Saturday, bro. He said it Saturday. It wasn't new. It wasn't breaking. He didn't. Your sources are the man Brian Gutekunst. Fam, this wasn't new information. 
it wasn't new information. He made it seem like the Packers were doing this because of Aaron Rodgers. Bro, the Packers were doing this just to have extra arms for OTAs. And he made it seem like Rodgers was on his way. He's just spinning things, bro. Y'all got to y'all got to stop this, man. This is bad journalism, bro. This is not good journalism. This is trash journalism. It's sickening. It's sickening. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. And I'm not going to, you know, you can't give that your your energy. You really can't. You can't give that stuff your energy. You can't. You can't. You cannot. Um, let's see, let's see. Ravens fans, I'm not going to cook y'all today. I don't think I'm going to cook y'all today. I think I'm going to let y'all live. I think I'm going to let y'all live. Um, let's see, let's see. Um, I'm so okay. I'm, I, nah, I don't feel like talking about that. I don't feel like talking about that. I think I think I'm I think this is a good stopping point. Adam Schefter to go to hell. I think this is a good stopping point for us, man. It's a good Friday. It's Friday. I'm gonna let you guys get up out of here. Um, let's see, let's see. Make sure you go watch, like, subscribe the new YouTube drop, man. Make sure you follow me on IG at Electro. I mean, excuse me, at Eric Lions TV and Twitter at Eric Lions TV. Thank you guys for tuning in, man. Shout out to Stadium Scene TV. Um, thank you guys for the continued support. Thank you guys for listening, man. Love you guys. Happy Mother's Day weekend to all of the mothers out there. Um, happy Happy Mother's Day to my mom. I love you. Thank you for life. Thank you for everything that you do. Um, hey, man, enjoy this weekend. Enjoy the fight this weekend if you're watching it, man. Um, I'll be back here Monday. Yeah, I'll be back here Monday. Uh, trying to make sure that's all I got for you guys. Mm, yeah, man, I think that's it. Um, so let's see. This is episode one forty-two. Yeah, all right. We almost at one fifty. Almost at one fifty, and we already already about to be almost damn near halfway through May because time is freaking flying, man. Don't make no damn sense. But um, let me get up out of here, man, because I'm just rapping now. So. I'm Eric Lyons, and for the 142nd time, damn, I messed that up. All right, so for the 142nd time, I'm Eric Lyons, and you have just been electrified.